Welcome to the Coffee Table Podcast, an informal approach to know your family and how God's love is working on them. All right, welcome back to another podcast episode uh, to the Coffee Table with Coffee this time. Thank you for the person that made a comment. <laughs> <laughs> so right now we're touching a series for the for the people that haven't seen us in a while or 15 days ago that we filmed <laughs> but it's been a while yeah a long time but um for the people that can't that doesn't understand um or hasn't getting in touch with a little feeling of the podcast this is with the purpose of um getting to know more our leadership in the church yeah and uh be able to um to get connected and um to understand and hear get a little bit more normally at church when we at ch- when when we uh, when I was young I always see an elder or see somebody that was a leader and it was hard to get in it and and get to talk to them or it uh-huh. was like well they're up there and I'm just right here uh-huh and I think this is like an opportunity to bring that gap together bring it closer so so it's like well you know they they might share something that I'm going through that and then right now or later on, you know, what the time you're listening to this podcast. So don't forget to like and share. You can like us in Facebook or YouTube and we also uh, use our our SoundCloud, I think, SoundCloud uh, streaming services. Um, so just, just keep and just subscribe so you can actually follow up when we have a new, a new post. And, uh, well, we have now, uh, Brother Jerry, I uh, promise, we have an interview. Uh, uh, we got the little uh, music going at the beginning that he uh-huh. said, and we need to do it. So you got an intro. And, uh, and I'm following up with this uh, coffee that uh, we got one of our, our, of our followers commenting that they, we need to put some coffee mugs and coffee. That's right. I feel like we should cheers with so, them or something. Some coffee. Welcome to Coffee Table. <laughs> coffee Table. <laughs> anyway, so before we go into anything, we're going to pray first, and, uh, and then we start. Holy Father, thank you for being able to be here, like to to have the opportunity to be able to uh, have this opportunity to, to bring people closer to you and that people get to know you and people are able to know get involved in, 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 in a church and, and be able to understand um, what the purpose is. We pray for the people that is listening right now that you allow them to have a little more understanding and, and maybe help them guide them in the path that you want them to go, Lord. Yes. Uh, I thank you for having every person that comes through here and thank you because we have an awesome team at church. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so... Um, we are uh, we are uh, following up with the series that we're having in the podcast uh, about learning about our leadership, um, and uh, this um, this episode we're going to talk about family, correct? Correct, family. All right. Uh, so we have Miss Jacqueline here. Maybe if you tell him a little bit about what's your role and what's the ministry. <laughs> my name is Jacqueline for those of you who might not know me um, 
I am the family ministry coordinator. Okay. And so here at Friendship, I feel like this is a pretty new row, and there might be a lot of people thinking, what is that row, and what do you do? And the truth is, I'm trying, I'm still trying to figure all that out. <laughs> but okay. it's kind of cool because I just feel like in all the ministries of our church, we have somebody that's reaching out to children, somebody reaching out to youth, and we even have like a Sunday school person. And now we even have like a men's director and a women's director. But I felt like it was important to have somebody that's looking at the whole family as a whole. Because if you think about it, we have a lot of youth that come on Wednesday nights that their family doesn't come. Yeah. And that would kind of like I would long-term go i would love for their families to just have the opportunity for the gospel to be shared with them and so in short i feel like it's a way to just reach the family unit as a whole okay well before let's 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 start with this before we jump right into the ministry okay let's uh, start with uh the story your, your story your testimony my testimony? You're, you're walking with God, diapers like we call oh, that. Diaper. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like how, how do we come from the Jacqueline diapers to now the person that is <laughs> <laughs> Well, quite frankly, um, I feel like I was in diapers for a long time, if you want me to be honest. I actually, I grew up in church. My dad mm -hmm. was a pastor since I was in kindergarten. And so I grew up in the spotlight of being in the pastoral family. And so you talked about how you weren't able to like really talk to the leaders of your church growing mm -hmm. up. And I was part of that family. And so I feel like <laughs> it's just, it was just funny because there's a difference there. But, um, I really felt the call to, um, not the call, but sorry, cut. I really just saw the desire for the Lord in my life at a young age. Okay. And so I accepted Christ when I was nine years old, but I really didn't understand what that meant fully. I feel like when, man, I'm like all over the place, Sebastian. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't no, know what go I'm saying. Go ahead. So you, you're telling me that you, you were young, and uh, but you didn't know really, like you didn't know really what was, what it meant. Yeah. Walk. Okay. So my dad was the pastor okay. and it was kind of like you go to church every Sunday, every Wednesday. And so that was kind of just expected. Okay. And so like we, my family, my dad was a pastor in Kentucky and we moved to Indiana when I was a senior in high school. So when it came time for college, I didn't want to go away to college because that was too much change for me at that time. Okay. And so even as like a young adulthood, uh, young adults, uh, when I went into the college age, I still lived at home. I still was under my dad's wing of, I guess, like being the Christian that I saw them being, if that makes sense. And yeah. I didn't own my faith. And it was, it's kind of crazy because I felt we were, my dad was preaching one Sunday morning and I just felt this call. I had never, like, I don't know how to describe it, but I just felt something in my heart like um, God was calling me to be a missionary. Mm -hmm. And I remember going to my dad and talking to him about it and not really knowing what that looked like, but just super excited about just the feel, the what I felt was laid on my heart right. that day. And as any good dad said that he wouldn't want me to be a missionary alone. 
and he was praying for a good man to come alongside me and to where we could just do that together. And I kid you not, three weeks later is when Jerry started coming to our church. Oh, what a blessing. And so I really just feel like I was I was under my dad and then Jerry came in to our church life at that time because it was not love at first sight for me and Jerry. So mm -hmm. I fell in love with him because of how much he loved Jesus, honestly. And it wasn't until Jerry surrendered to the Lord of becoming a pastor and he took on this church plant that I'm pretty sure he talked to y'all about mm -hmm. with the last podcast that I decided to leave my dad's church for the first time and go with him to this church plant. How was that like? It was kind of weird because I had been under my dad for right. so long. And then like Jerry, he's this 19 year old boy. <laughs> and, you know, you just I, I'd been under my dad for so long. And so it was just different. But I knew that I wanted nothing more than to marry this man and see what the Lord did through ministry um, with both of us together. Both sharing the same kind of perspective of the world yeah wanting to serve god yeah and uh and uh, uh so when just to recap when you were like nine years old and and at what time you decided uh you have like uh let's say this uh, i always call it like an affirmation that this is what you wanted to do in mm -hmm. your life so i just I mean, growing up in a pastor's family, I, I, I was I learned about Jesus mm. my whole life. But there was just something inside of me that felt like I didn't have something that everybody else in my family had. Like they had this joy that I wanted. And this love for people, I feel like doesn't come naturally. You know, I feel like that's a supernatural thing. Mm -hmm. And I saw this love for people that my dad was constantly showing to others. And even though I would go to the hospital visits with him and stuff, I felt like I didn't truly understand it from a gospel perspective until the Lord started started drawing me to him. Um, I know that probably doesn't answer your question fully, but I just feel like from a young age, this foundation was set that right. Jesus Christ loves me, um, that he died for me, and that I need to follow him. But it wasn't until I was grown. Oh. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Say until you were grown. It wasn't until I was grown that I realized that Jesus loves me. Mm-hmm. It was all, I don't know if that makes sense how I'm it phrasing does, it does, that, it does. but it was always kind of grouped in Jesus loves you. Because I think, I think we, um, we have a place in life when, even when I grew up with my parents telling me about Jesus, but uh -huh. I think there was that little step of, from acknowledging it to actually accepting that. Yeah. You know, kind of making it your own and and right and now wait okay well now i'm i'm i think and at that moment when that happened to me i was like i think i'm ready to get baptized yeah you know like yeah I, and a lot of people i can i mean you can maybe right now that you're watching us saying like well at this point in life right now i feel like i know jesus i like but i don't have this really 
face to face with him to understand what he means and, and maybe a lot of people might feel that way uh, I did mm -hmm. and um, and then I, I, I was able to actually understand it so it, it makes sense what you're saying yeah and, and, and uh, so when when let me ask you this you you were the preacher's daughter <laughs> yeah so a pk a preacher's yeah. kid that's what everybody called it <laughs> when, when how was that transition from you to go from like the one wing to another wing like um i think god had to work on you both with your marriage and all that to be like well uh, let's talk a little bit about that transition of 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 you being in maybe under your dad's ministry wing and then you're like well maybe this is what God's called me for, and I want to go find my own call. Yeah. Um, well, quite frankly, I think that that was God getting me completely out of my comfort zone mm -hmm. because to some degree, um, I have a wonderful father, and he loves me and shown me Jesus very much. But his ministry and how the Lord used him as his in his ministry is all I ever knew. Mm -hmm. And so that was my comfort to just go to those things. And so when me and Jerry went to this church plant, it was almost like we were still under him. But it was almost like we were seeing ministry come alive for ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, and not under what the excitement of that my, was that new church that that or the church that they give him right yes like, okay okay yes so it's like like people like they didn't they knew my dad but it was because it was i don't know if that makes sense it was just the excitement that we were seeing but like with the people that god brought to our lives mm -hmm. it's always been like in a way i kind of had this shared excitement for my dad and how people god would bring people to him and um, he would share the gospel with them and just like what God would do with those situations. Now that we were those people, like God was sending people to us and we got to be the ones to share the gospel. And I feel like that has been a very exciting thing and also a very terrifying thing because yeah. there's it's almost like this uh, this complex that you I mean, you're never going to feel good enough to share the gospel or to be in this role that I think we are. But for some reason, God sees fit for us to be in this role. And um, it's really, it's just, that is that is our passion even today is, is seeing how God works in individual people's lives. It's absolutely amazing. And you're walking through all of them. And, and, and so you kind of went from seeing your dad doing stuff to now you're on your own seeing it, that yeah. how God used you now yeah to, to yeah. work on people that's that's really this really amazing and uh how was that transition from up there to coming here to texas <laughs> um well we when we first moved honestly to texas it was a temporary thing we just came for Jerry to go to seminary mm -hmm. with all hopes for us to go back home and maybe my dad would retire and Jerry could, you know, just kind of move into this church yeah, that yeah. we already knew and loved. Um, but God had other plans. And <laughs> on, a, on a side note, there's a lot of things I, I laugh about Texas because they laugh at me. <laughs> all Texans laugh at me when I put beans in my chili. Okay. <laughs> uh, because apparently Texans don't do that. Oh. <laughs> so there's a, in August, I'm not sure if I like Texas in August because it's just entirely way too hot. 
But being in Texas, we love it. Yeah. We love it. We know the Lord has completely just brought us here. So you left on there on there your uh, dad's wing, and I I got that they call you Big Jack Buttcrack. What what is that? <laughs> what? Like your dad used to call you uh, Big Big Jack Buttcrack. Who told you that? Who told you that, Sebastian? So, <laughs> <laughs> you what, did some research before. What's, this. what's the story behind that? Okay. Did you ask Jerry that? I I just was told by a big jack butt crack. Okay, well I'm gonna have to grab my coffee cup for this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I played basketball, which is kind of funny, haha, because I'm not an athletic person. Brother Jerry plays basketball too. He so. does, but he's actually like pretty athletic okay. and good. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm like tall and awkward. But um, I was like a big girl. In elementary school, when I grew, I finally, uh, my baby fat went away. Mm -hmm. And so I was the biggest girl on the team. And um, they just, my dad and some of our church members made a name for me. And that was their name. They, big BJBC, they would come <laughs> to my games. Isn't that like, that is just trauma right there on a kid. Come to my basketball games with big signs that said BJBC oh. and everybody knew at our church, which was pretty much the whole community. Everybody knew what it meant. Big Jack Buck Crack, yeah. Finally, when I was in high school, I played softball uh, for a year. And changed everything. Yeah. Well, my dad would yell, go Prancer, go, when I'd run to first base. And then he started calling me Jack Attack, which was so much better than Jack Attack. The thing that was like, a, I still... There was like a show when I was little, something like that, called Jack Attack. Jack Attack. Now you just oh, it was Heart me. Attack. <laughs> Never mind. Did you say Heart Attack? Art. Art, art like, Attack. Art Attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so like Jack Attack. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's my uh, that's my uh, Hispanic input right there. That's funny. <laughs> but um, no, uh, yeah. Um, so you changing all the uh, Big Jack. <laughs> yeah, let's move on from that, Sebastian. <laughs> let's 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 go on the on the on the on the on the coming here to Texas. You say they came from a from a seminary, How, and then um, Brother Jerry also told us about that they he was going to seminary, and then they were going to a different church, right? Mm -hmm. And then they were mostly like receiving, no serving, you know. Yeah, it was yeah. And uh, and how how was um how was that part of that moment of your point? Because I'm pretty sure like if I was in your play, I'd be like, well, I don't know now where I'm going. Like, where is the direction? So let's go there a little bit uh, and see what what was that challenge for you and him, or or maybe in your perspective when it, when it's about which ministry you want to go and yeah. Um, I think there's times in in life that we are like, well, uh, right now I'm. I'm kind of like in the cloud, in the limbo, trying to figure out where I need to go. And yeah, people out there might be right now. Yeah. Um, how was that experience for you? Um, I'll tell you that being in a ministry family growing up, like you just kind of do what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And then when me and Jerry were engaged and we did the church plant, it was new. So you just kind of do what needs to be done. And <laughs> that is just kind of what I feel like God helps you 
be gifted at, even if you don't mm -hmm, think that's mm -hmm. your gift. Yeah. And then we moved to Texas and I feel like I had all of these opportunities to serve in any capacity, but it was like, I was only used to this. You just got to do what needs to mm -hmm, be done, mm -hmm. but I didn't know what needed to be done. And quite frankly, it was very Fort Worth when we lived there for a year, it was a very lonely time in my life because we had just graduated from college, just got married and moved 12 and a half hours away from home. Mm -hmm. And so we were having, like we, I think Jerry told y'all that we visited, we wanted communities so bad. We visited a different church on Sunday morning, Sunday night and Wednesday night, just trying to find community. Mm -hmm. And we honestly was always comparing it to um, what we wanted because we loved our own church. Right, right. And so it was hard for us to kind of set aside our personal prefer preferences. But in that time, I feel like I just grew just lonely. And the the way the Lord spoke to me and the Lord and the, the church that we ended up going to, mm -hmm. Jerry had uh, went on a trip to... I can't even remember. I think it was like Burma or something. And so he was gone, um, which I fully supported him going, by the way. Yeah. But um, I was in Texas by myself. And it was in that moment that the enemy was all over me. And I just felt like I don't belong here. I can't wait to go home. And God sent me a friend. And through that friend, I was just really able to kind of come out of my shell a little bit. And I think with that, I learned how introverted I am. Mm -hmm, I never mm -hmm. knew I was introverted because I've always been surrounded by my family. Right. And People I you felt know comfortable. Them. Yeah, correct. And so um, when I became close with this one woman, she would invite me over to her house and it was just real. You know, it wasn't like this fake relationship. It was like she came over and I helped her fold her laundry. She helped me do mine. Like it was yeah, a real yeah. relationship. And I just felt like the Lord showed me um, the difference between just doing in the church and truly being vulnerable and building community. And so even though that was a really, really hard season for me because I wasn't able to find a job for six months and I was just needing community, mm -hmm. God grew me in a way to show me how much I needed community. Okay. But before I could learn how to be vulnerable and trust people, I had to grow my relationship even deeper with the Lord. And so in that six months when we first moved and I didn't have a job, I sought the Lord. And I don't say this to brag on myself, but I sought the Lord in scripture more than mm -hmm. I ever have in my life. And I feel like he was just right there with me through all of my loneliness that I felt. And then I just feel like awesome. he sent me a friend, um, to help get me through some of those hard, lonely times, just a cherry on top, you know, like he didn't have to do that. He was already comforting me through the scriptures. And so I, I did like odd and in things like help at the fall festival and their Easter egg hunt and different things in the church. And I sung a couple of times, but as far as like what really the Lord showed me then it was just my vulnerability and building community is so important. So you think that at that point when you feel like you you were vulnerable, you thought like maybe this is a, a point like <clears throat> you said God give you uh, his word, right? Mm -hmm. But maybe to to have the feeling of have somebody <clears throat> is something that maybe 
you uh you got a call for get you actually going on in the family ministry and try to have people feel that way yes so, so like at the time i had no idea what the lord was going to do there mm -hmm. and so um I actually ended up getting a job and it was, I, I took this job at child protective services and it was not one that I wanted to take, mm -hmm. but I took it and I hadn't even been there six months. And Jerry calls me, um, the day that Lance had called him mm -hmm. from the search committee and he gave him every reason why they shouldn't look into him. And when he called me, I gave Jerry every reason why <laughs> we shouldn't go forward with this. But then still that same weekend, we drove all the way down here just to look around. I was like, there's more cows than people out here. Like, why would we go there? Um, but just the beauty in like how the Lord directed us directly mm -hmm, here, mm -hmm. there is beyond, there is not a shadow in my a shadow of doubt in my mind that the Lord brought us here. And even though I feel like I worked through just so much loneliness and being able to be vulnerable with people in Fort Worth, I came here and I feel like I kind of thought like I'd already been away from home for a year. And so I was starting to get the hang of, you know, being away from home. But when I moved here, it was like my mind knew that it was no longer a temporary thing. It was mm -hmm. more permanent. And so um, it was as this, I hope this doesn't sound cliche, but it was as if like this grieving process of missing home mm -hmm. in my comfort zone just kind of started all over again. And so it was like so naturally how the enemy, like the Lord breaks down these walls yeah. and the enemy just builds them back up every step he can. And so um, he built those back up for me as soon as we came here. And it took me a couple years to really be able to like let down some walls and let some people in. And even then, so Sebastian, I, I really have not been super vulnerable, vulnerable with people until the last like year and a half. Mm -hmm. And what maybe two years, what the Lord has done in the last two years it's just amazing to me because that vulnerability is also something that I see is not just a me problem, but it's really a problem. And like with a lot of women, women, it's so hard. I feel like for women to be vulnerable with others. And so even though it makes me feel super uncomfortable, I like to be the one and in the room to share the dumbest, silliest thing. So then it kind of makes people feel comfortable. Because I feel like if you can be the one that's that's the silliest or the goofiest mm -hmm. or the most real, then you're always going to be somebody that they are going to feel like they can talk to. And so if I ha if there is someone out there that feels like they don't have someone or they feel lonely, like I would hope that they would reach out because there's so many people in our church, Sebastian, that that do feel lonely, that do feel isolated, especially with this pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, and there's just a lot of love um, that we can give to others. And a lot of just, the only word I can think of is love okay. that we can give to others. If we just talk to them and really find out, like, just love them. I don't even know how to oh, say yeah, it I any agree, other I way. And, 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 and I think uh, the beauty of, the family ministry is that people when struggles is when they when they need more of that community you were talking yeah you know? and uh, and and you know that 
it's funny that sometimes we try to maybe hide things but there's a lot of let's say family um, common things that we share and it's just that struggle I mean there's uh, if there's a struggle there's always somebody out there that it, it might be going through a similar situation yeah and um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, what what had uh, in the family ministry how God is being working on that ministry uh, to support people around and the community and, and share that vision that you are sharing with us of of being there for for them and 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 be able to walk them through all this yeah so um family ministry really came about for our church with our faith at home wall Mm -hmm. and so uh on our faith at home wall excuse me there is it's kind of an overwhelming wall and i Mm -hmm. would love to walk through with anyone about what the wall actually means but there is blue pamphlets that are just kind of grab and go pamphlets mm-hmm. of like, are you, are, are you wanting to build a strong marriage? Take this pamphlet and read it. And it has resources. It has ways that you can get in community at friendship to maybe help you with that. And there's like many, many, many blue pamphlets that you can pick up. There's also this faith path. And so mm-hmm. faith path kind of explains how, how are raising our children in church? Because like I said, like, I really think that I, I recognized my need for Jesus at such a young age because of those foundations being set in my life. And so this faith path kind of helps parents because it's an intimidating task to like set these foundations in your kids. And so we want to, um, we want to give an opportunity for parents to have this kind of like stress-free moment of, mm-hmm. of <clears throat> preparing themselves to do that. And so we have 12 pamphlet or 12 kits that your kid will get on their birthday every year. And well, 12 years out of their 18 years. <laughs> so not every year. And it kind of just prepares them for the age appropriate faith path steps. And I'm really excited about it because every one of them are good. Mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm. like right now, it's just kind of been, it's been hard kind of getting people adjusted to what the wall is like. And so on fifth Sundays, we call them our family Sundays. Mm-hmm. We're actually going through them okay, one by one by one. And on the, on the backside of that, a side note of that, I guess you'd say is in our, in our system, every time a kid has a birthday, mm-hmm. I will send an email and a text message to that family to let them, you know, wish the child happy birthday and then to tell the parent what their next kit is and i can send them the kit that you can get like on your phone or you can pick up a kit in the church and so i'm just trying to make it as smooth and and easy for the parents to be able to set these foundations in their in their kids lives as they grow older so faith at home wall is a big 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 part of family ministry but as I keep going through this, I feel like I just, the Lord just keeps adding more. And so I'm seeing wedding showers and baby showers as an opportunity for us to just love on families. Mm-hmm. And so if you've came to one of our wedding showers or baby showers, like they have a theme. Mm-hmm. I When people come to a, a, one of those showers, I don't want them just to bring a present or only come when um, when they know the person because our church is right. growing and you might not know everybody that's oh, having yeah, a shower. Definitely. But um, But come 
and love on our church family for the for the shower the wedding showers we are focusing on the verse of the three chords are not easily broken and so okay. it's kind of cute That's yeah there's everything is kind of braided and so we're kind of bringing that into perspective of what the braid means mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's just a really sweet and there's kind of some fun things where we make up a a love story a fake love story for every couple <laughs> and so just some just cute things that we can have fun as a church family with. And then for the baby showers, we are focusing on that children are a blessing. Children are a blessing from the Lord, like arrows in the hands of a warrior. And so at every baby shower, we our goal is to prepare those parents to be warriors. So this uh this uh wall what it it has like different topics and then yeah. somebody that might identify with that topic just grab the envelope that's right take okay. it home with you okay. yeah and then uh, read the steps or something and then uh, help you because i know me as a father i mean sometimes i'm like i have no clue what i'm doing like i'm trying to figure out and um there's no there's no parents there that that every every person is normally unprepared you know so uh, your yeah. father it's, it's not like well I'm gonna probably train like some years and then get my kids now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so it's just a, 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 you say like a way to people just kind of know what they what's their step in. in yes, okay. and that like the blue pamphlets, the ones that are just super easy to grab. Mm -hmm. There's one for marriages. There's one for parenting, and there's oh, one for awesome. like like um, just those side things that we struggle with: addiction, grieving. Um, so it kind of have a lot of, it's not just just only based on, well, you have kids, but it also could be used as a teenager and, and so, somebody else that it might not go through the what we just talked this, this season, but different seasons in, in, in life. Definitely. Like on the marriage, uh, underneath the marriage side of the blue pamphlets, there's one that's hope to marry. Mm -hmm. Most of our young people hope to marry. Right. And so those may be like good advice, little things that they can read and kind of help better prepare for that. And there's also one for being single because being yeah, single yeah. is a challenge, but we can also use that for the Lord. So it's based mostly on the whole, it, because normally or at least when people think families like well kids and, and that you know yeah but, but there's so many different, different types right okay okay yeah okay and uh, um <clears throat> so uh let's let's ask the question how can people get involved in you in, in the family ministry how can they not just uh allow them to be to get the pamphlets and all that mm -hmm. but how also can they get involved in the family ministry I would say use, first off, use the faith at home wall for your family mm -hmm. in whatever that capacity may look like, but also own that faith at home wall. Like that's not mine. That's our churches. Mm -hmm. Like if you know someone else that is struggling with one of the things you see on there, like feel free to take it to them. That's not just for our church members. Right. Um, another way, it's not like I like need volunteers in my ministry, because, but... <laughs> I say that with a big butt, but there's a lot of families in our church, a mm. lot of different types of families in our church, and I cannot possibly love all of them. And so I would just encourage you to really pray, really pray for 
for um, a family that you can love on in our church. If that is coming to our, making a like a commitment, like let's love on the, the, the wedding showers that we have. Let's love on the, the baby showers that we have. Mm-hmm. If that is reaching out to some of our teenagers that their parents may not go to church. But you know what? Your love, your intentionality with that youth and that family not like, oh, why didn't you come to church? But, you know, like making them feel loved and appreciated, that could change the course of their life, you know? Mm-hmm. And so my my ministry would really just be, a, I ask you for intentionality. Okay. I ask you to to step out of your comfort zone just, just a little bit. Maybe at this uh, family Sunday when we have our meal afterwards and we play some games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe you sat with the family that you normally don't. Maybe you talk with them or or you sat with a, a youth that you don't know at, at Wednesday night family meals. So Just, it's having that support to other people that, and, and maybe go that extra step of... Yeah. Of not just be on that comfort zone when uh, I'm just sitting on my pew and, or in the place and just listening, but also like... All right, well, let me let me go to somebody else and pray for them or do something about it. Like just come to the baby shower or the events you, you mentioned yeah. and support it. Yeah, and men are welcome there. We <laughs> want men there um, just because a lot of times the men will come to the mm-hmm. like the man that's getting married or the man that's having a baby will come and let's let them feel loved just as much as their wife or or bride, you know, let's make all of them feel loved. And so I'm trying at the showers. I have like a kid's table where they can like make a craft or they have their own table. They mm-hmm. can go and just be crazy. Okay. And if they're running around, it's okay. Cause it's a family. Atmosphere. So it involves everybody, not just that. But what I mean is you, you have the family mystery ministry, but it also involves as, as, as everybody that belongs to a family, they say it that way. Yes. So it's not just like, well, this is just for this, uh, the male, female, but it's more like, it's kind of like an integration of the whole. Because if you think like most of that ministry is kind of like the center point of family, um, I mean, uh, males, females, mm-hmm. kids, youth, you know. <clears throat> and that's, that's, that's a, that's actually, um, that's actually really awesome and important that we have that ministry to kind of bundle everybody and yeah uh, and be able to 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 be able to support and 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 have that like you say community to 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 build these bonds between people yeah because if you think about it like families families have this like tendency we all do so i i Mm. I do so i'll say this out loud to hide our own dirty laundry right you know and i feel like that is why we need community amongst our families so badly is we're all like not that different. Like right. We all struggle right. from the same thing. We are all struggling to be mm-hmm. more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. We haven't arrived. We aren't like Jesus. We are struggling to be like Jesus. So let's struggle together. Let's encourage together. Let's be there for each right. other. And we, I think one of the, the foundations is trying to be, if we go by to the basics, we're all sinners, you know, mm-hmm. we are not perfect. Yeah. We tend to go that way. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's 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 really awesome. If if there's a family out there that um, that really needs prayer and or is struggling with how they can reach their family ministry, just go talk to you. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then yeah. then and um, 
do they have a, a, a designated maybe I know people might not be like you say that brave enough at this point but do they have an email do they, what other means they have to contact the family ministry yeah my email is the family because we are the family <laughs> the family dot at gmail.com okay and um, just to wrap up uh, what's probably one thing that God's putting in your heart that you think that this is something we need to just like a family come together and and and, and um Maybe a vision or a goal that God puts in your heart as, as the leader to to accomplish in the next, I don't know, years and, and, and be able to get that there. But the same people maybe out there can know. So we are in this together like a family. Yeah. So what what it will be that that uh, vision of that? I know it, may, it might be just the same that you have from the beginning, but... But I just want everybody to know what really we're, you're working on right yeah. now and what, what's, what's your next level. Yeah. So um, two things with that. Okay. My first one is I think the biggest go for family ministry is for parents to not feel alone in the process of setting those foundations with their kids. Mm -hmm. and not feeling alone that when they come to worship service on Sunday mornings that they are hiding all that baggage, hiding all the dirty laundry, so mm -hmm, to say. Mm -hmm. But they feel like they actually have community in this church where they can share when they're struggling and not that they just share, but they know the person on the receiving end actually cares enough to pray for them, to lift them up, and to speak truth to them in love. And it's all about Jesus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that is a big just desire of my heart for family ministry is mm -hmm. to see that community in our church. The second thing is my kind of family, like mm -hmm. the family that I have, mm -hmm. is not the only type of family there is. There are so many different types. Right, right. And so... I would love to have different parts of my ministry to make sure that we are reaching all types of family. Mm -hmm. And so there are a lot of families in our church that are blended. Blended family is a big thing. Mm -hmm. And I, they need their own types of resources because mm -hmm. blended families are hard, you know, because you're just, people are hard. So you're dealing with more people. So of course that makes it hard. Yeah, yeah. And so I would love to have better resources for blended families. Um, and I would love, I would love to have, I would love to see us more just loving on every type of, of family that there is. And if there is a family that I, a type of family that I haven't brought up today and you think of one, I would love to know about it because I want to make sure that when people think of family ministry at Friendship that they don't think about two young parents with mm -hmm, kids. Mm -hmm. We are every family like even i'll go back to family sunday real quick we try so hard that even though we're going through the faith path foundations mm -hmm. we try to make those foundations even apply to the adults that are in the room because we realize every person in the sanctuary doesn't have like young kids at home but those foundations apply to all of us not really just kids we want to instill those in our kids yes but they apply to all of us and even like there are ways, sorry, I'm rambling. Um, there are ways that we can all get involved mm -hmm. because I just thought of something else. When I say building community 
in amongst the families in our church, I see that as discipleship. Okay. I would okay. love to build that family discipleship amongst each other because there may be people in our church that have lost a lost a child. And what if that happens in the future with another family in our church, being able to connect to those families? What if two families in our church have a child that, you know, is struggling with, you know, mental health of any sort, like they can lean on each other and help each other mm -hmm. in that. But That's awesome. yeah. for that to happen, we have to be vulnerable with each other. And for us to be vulnerable with each other, we have to create that community. I think that's awesome, and that the the uh, I feel like most of the family ministry like it's all around that love for somebody else that you might get you out of that comfort zone. And yeah, I love that vision. I, I think that 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 that'll be that's amazing. And uh, family ministry has helped me in not just different aspects on uh, my family, but but even on 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 things that. You don't, I don't even imagine that actually I grabbed that envelope and I was going to be seeing something like that. We did, uh, we did, uh, um, we, we did one of the envelopes with, uh, I think it was with, uh, spending time with the kids and they, they have really resources for the people that don't know that you can actually watch videos and mm -hmm. it's, it's really amazing. Um, and I'm, I'm so happy to have you here and, and be able to use press, uh, I know out there, there's a lot of people that might need to, to know how I can, or I need help, how I can help, or I, how can I get that help that I need, and, 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 and how we can apply all this to get more people to know Jesus and be able to have a strong foundation in their family. So, well, thank you. Thank yeah. you for coming, Ms. Jacqueline. Is there anything else you want to say to people out there? <laughs> all right all right no, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> well i can say you that she always is saying uh, love to to the other person like and then go into that extra step so um um that's a that's a that's i love that message and i think that's it's probably mostly god's love you know going uh, and uh, that extra mile and do something for somebody else that yeah you might be thinking uh i don't know if i should do it but but then do it. <laughs> you do it and you see the fruits, you see the results and see how everything turns around and then you, you understand that. Oh wow. I can't believe I did an impact on a on a family, on a person, you know? Yeah. Or even to grow something small that later on is gonna come out just like a little seed. Yeah. So um thank yeah. you thank you for uh being here and, and for, for giving us the opportunity to know more about family ministry. Uh, we're gonna finish with praying and 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 ask God to dear Holy Father, thank you for uh, our family ministry. I, I pray for for let's start with the families out there, Lord, that need to to have that face to face that um, with you and have like a a, a way the the family that needs to actually be closer to you and 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 I, I pray that you through this podcast they understand to tools like the 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 wall with with the little envelopes that they can get that proximity to you and maybe reach that little extra mile that they need to to be to to actually understand your paths and your ways lord i i pray that you bless uh, me jacqueline with the ministry and then 
uh, give the give her wisdom and discernment. Uh, family is such a fundamental thing in, in a church, in, and I think that's our foundation. And thank you because you give us that love that she she's willing to to share, like she say, with within within her ministry and be able to do a little step extra for people. Uh, thank you, Lord, for 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 the opportunity to have her here and and and. And the people that is out there that that needs to needs you more, Lord, uh, I pray that you you have any any opportunity that we can have for her to 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 come closer to you, Lord, that you use us and and and, and use this ministry. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Coffee Table Podcast. We'll see you next week. Don't forget to like and share.